Okay, it is one o'clock. I want to thank you all so much for being here today. My name is Amy W. I recovered compulsive overeater, not cured, but recovered by God's grace today. This is the second of a 12 part step study that our Central Islands Intergroup is doing. We're doing this workshop once every other month, so welcome to step two today. We're grateful you're here. I, I just want to say a few things before we start. One is that I know this is a difficult time for everyone, uh, being that it is a worldwide pandemic, and certainly we need to take certain protocols to stay safe with that. But I also want to reiterate, and I was taught this by someone else, let's treat the disease we know we have. We know we have a deadly disease. It's called compulsive overeating or compulsive eating. And I'm so happy that we're all here today to treat the disease that we know we have. I want to just welcome Natalie G today. Natalie is amazing. When I came into OA in 2013, Natalie was just for me a beacon of hope and shouting great tidings in terms of recovery, what recovery means in this program. She's been a loyal and, and trusted servant in OA since 2010. And like I said, she shouts great tidings. She talks the talk. She walks the walk. She also though is very much in service. She does a tremendous amount of service. And we are all grateful for her amazing disposition, her honesty, her efficiency, and most importantly, work in these steps. So welcome, Natalie. We're excited to hear from you today. Wow, holy cow. <laughs> uh, thank you, Amy, that's lovely. And um, uh, I'm so excited to be here today. And mostly what I'm excited about is because I love this step. Um, this, uh, this is the game changer. To me, this is the game changer. This is how I have recovery. Um, this is the beginning. Uh, so I got about a zillion things that just ran through my head. So um, the first is let us just take a moment to center ourselves. There's two prayers I want you all to join me in. The first one is the serenity prayer. So I've muted you all. So if you can all unmute yourselves if you want to. And, we'll do, and just say it. Don't wait to hear everybody because if you do that, then it'll take like five minutes to get through it. So if you want to unmute, otherwise you can just um, you can just follow along with us there. So let's take a deep breath and in gratitude for all that we have. And God, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And then you can. Uh, Stay unmuted if you want. I'm going to say a prayer. I want you to, if you are, what if you want to, um, specifically for this called the set aside prayer, and a lot of you have probably heard of it, but I'm going to modify it a little to be for this particular workshop. So I'll say a line, and if you want to repeat it after me, you're welcome to. So, God, God please set aside, please set aside everything I think I know, everything I think I know. About myself, about, about myself, myself, my disease, my disease, the twelve steps, the twelve steps, a power greater than myself, a power, a power greater than, than myself. myself, and you, however you define that, and you, however you define that, <laughs> for an open mind, for an, for open, an open mind, and a new and truthful experience. And a new, new, new and truthful experience, experience of all these things. Of all these things. 
Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, for joining me in that. I love the set aside prayer. It really cracks my mind open because I I have a disease that affects my mind. So if you have questions, uh, please raise your hand and I will try to see you and answer you. So we'll do the best we can. And I may not call on you right away because my your question may get answered. So my goal in the workshop is what this is what I hope you get out of it. This is what I wrote that you let nothing get in the way of the recovery that's available to you by looking at this step with an open mind and to wonder what your life would be like if this step were possible. So I'm not even saying this step is possible. I'm just asking you to wonder what would it be like if I could find a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. You don't even have to buy into it, believe it or anything. I want you to just wonder and hold that in your mind as we go through the workshop. A couple of things, please be respectful of all viewpoints. We're gonna be talking about things that are loaded with a lot of things we, ta we were taught as kids, things we came to believe, things that we've had good and bad experiences with. And so if you can just please keep an open mind and everybody has their own path on this. Again, please set aside everything you think you know about a power greater than yourself, what you think I'm talking about. I want you to take it in and just sort of let it sit in there, okay? This isn't a workshop for me about we're gonna make any decisions today. It's a workshop about cracking open our curiosity, letting go of some things and maybe seeing a possibility for recovery that we might not have seen before. Please don't get hung up on words used in the big book or by me or other fellows. I might use the words God, higher power, reality, infinite power. For me, these all refer to this power greater than myself that I am connected to. You use whatever you want. And please, if I say he, it, she, do not let that deter you from, from hearing what I'm sharing and what you find. It's not going to be about me sharing. It's going to be about you finding some of this for yourself. Okay. Okay, so I'm Natalie G. Uh, I was born a compulsive overeater. I believe I was born with this disease. My parents, my immediate family, and my extended family all have a tw all have some kind of an addiction issue. My mother was a compulsive overeater. My father was an alcoholic. Uh, my sister and brother struggle. My aunts and uncles on both sides of the family struggle with drug addiction, alcoholism, food addiction. So. It's, it's genetic, it's familial. Also, just for me, I've had some genetic testing done and I have the genes, the mutations on the genes that, uh, that demonstrate that I am uh, prone toward addiction on every single gene that is a gene that they use as a marker for the probability of addiction. I have a mutation from either one or both of my parents. So I have no doubt this is a physical allergy in my body. Okay, um, you, you might not, and that's all right. But for me, uh, but I didn't know that for a long, long time. I didn't know that and even in program for years and years, I didn't get the idea of the physical allergy. So um, I had a childhood that a lot of people had that might've had addicts. My father would get drunk and beat up by my mom every once in a while. My mom was very controlling. She was in her addiction. Um, it was easy to, soothe myself with food, uh, crackers with butter and milk. My favorite thing to do when I got home from school, crackers with butter and milk. 
Uh, I would just sit there and eat those and read. And that's how I would escape. I wasn't popular in school. I was too, I came from a dysfunctional family and I acted that out. And it took me a long time to realize that dysfunction showed up in how I interacted with people. Um, if you just came on, if you could mute yourself, because we can hear somebody talking just there. Um, so uh, what it was like is I just used food for everything. I, and I, I wasn't overweight as a kid, and partly I wasn't overweight because my mom was very controlling about what we ate. So um, I, I did have things, but I wasn't someone who hid food. I never have been a hider. Um, but I did turn to food. Uh, and then when I got out into the world and went to college, then all hell broke loose. Then I embraced all my addictions. Uh, I consider myself to be a, a heavy drinker. I'm not an alcoholic, but I am a heavy drinker. When I drink, I, dr I get drunk every time, so I don't drink anymore. Um, I, I, I probably can't smoke pot because I will probably just keep wanting more of it. Um, I don't consider myself a pot addict either, though I don't think about it like I do about food. But I am a food addict. Um, so step one tells us we have an allergy of the body, and I do. And the allergy of my body is I can't have sugar. I can't have deep fried foods. I can't have foods that are too salty. And I can't have, um, I can't have grain flours of any kind any kind of grain flour. So understand, I'm not just talking about white flour. Like you, you I was been gluten-free for a long time. And even on program, I was eating gluten-free stuff. And I remember once I said to my sponsor, oh, I've got these gluten-free biscuits I can make and they taste just like the regular biscuits, but I can't stop eating them. And she was like, okay, well, do you have any left? And I'm like, yeah, I just have a couple and then I'll be done. She's like, no, no, I want you to throw them out. And I'm not kidding you guys. I thought it felt like she was asking me to cut my arm off. And I know that's, I know you understand what I'm talking about. Like I was like, no, I can't, no. And it felt so awful to go and take those and dump them in the garbage and make sure they were. So I, that's how I am. Like you, I want those things, right? If I put that in my body, I cannot stop myself from eating them. Um, Herb K calls it a biological imperative, right? I put it in my body and then biologically, my body goes, nope, more. I must have more. You will eat more. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you feel. I don't care whether you want to or not. You will eat more. And I have so many examples of that. I have numerous examples of that. You can't give me a French fry. I'll eat every French fry on the table long after I've stopped enjoying the French fries. I don't care. I'll be sick, full. I'll still keep eating the French fries, right? So that's, that's how my disease manifests in the allergy of the body. But which would be fine. I could give it all up, right? Just give it up, don't ever eat it again. But I also, as step two tells us, am powerless over my mind because I have an obsession in my mind and my mind goes back, oh, you want a French fry. You want one of those. Oh, you've had a hard day. Oh, it's like the stories in the big book. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time. I'm just, in my story, I'm relating this because it's a kind of a little setup or reminder about what happens in step two. Um, you know, it's like, it'd be fine, but I have, my mind wants that elusive feeling that they talk about in the big book to once again experience that elusive feeling that I got from eating the French fry or having the Snickers bar or 
eating the piece of cake or whatever it is, having the sugar, having, uh, my mind will not stop thinking about that. And no matter what I do. Okay. So here I am, I'm in college. I'm, I'm doing everything finally in like 1995, which is like, let's say I'm 15 years in the, in the disease, right. In the addictions. I'm like, I can't get high anymore. I've got to give up drinking. I give all that stuff up. Um, and all during this time, I'm going up and down with my weight between 185 and 230. Um, uh, I'm trying diets that I can't stay on. Honestly, I think the longest I ever stayed on a diet was like a day, a day. <laughs> uh, my doctor put me on a fast once that was supposed to last for two weeks. In the middle of the second week, we went to Disneyland, and which makes no sense, right? I'm on a week and a half fast, and I go to Disneyland. Anyway. <laughs> I broke in the middle of Disneyland. I had a raging fit. I was like, I can't take it anymore. I have to eat something. <laughs> so uh, my poor husband and I, we went outside and I had some food and I got my fix. You know, I got my fix. And then I could function again because without that, I don't know how to function in the world. I don't know how to meet life. I don't know what to do with myself. I have to have that. And my mind is like, this will fix it. This will fix it. Even though over and over again, I know I'm going to suffer from this. I'm not going to feel good after I do it. I, I know you know what I'm talking about when I say amnesia. I have amnesia when it comes to food. I had gallbladder issues for a long time. I would eat. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but I would eat stuff that I knew would cause a gallbladder attack. And this is what my mind would say. Well, maybe this time it'll be different that's just frigging insane. Like maybe it was never different. I always suffered the gallbladder attack, which if you've ever had one, they're extremely painful. So, so my experience is that that's what it was like for me, right? Caught in the addiction, physically caught in the addiction mentally, right? I get clean and sober from drugs and alcohol, but I'm still in the food. And then in, I hit bottom in, uh, 2010, February 2010. I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go because it's related to step two. And I got into program. And I would say that I did not have an entire abstinence. I still continue to use foods that trigger my allergy, even in program, for 10, for the first nine and a half years. And it wasn't until, although I considered myself abstinent, I was abstinent from what I thought I needed to be from. And then in November of last year, lovely Elaine told me about her program and I started listening to Ruth M's talk on entire abstinence and I realized I was still eating the things that were triggering the allergy and I had recovery even using foods I had recovery right I, I lost weight I uh I, I've lo I maintained a 70 pound weight loss for 10 years and I've had you know built relationships and had a program but it's so much better with entire abstinence so, um, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, now I have what I consider an entire abstinence. Things do continue to get added, not because I miss them, but because things change a little bit um, as I'm going. And um, uh, I work the program on a daily basis. I do steps 11 in the morning and the evening. I serve on the Channel Islands Intergroup. I do a lot of service, I sponsor a lot. And uh, so that's me. So enough about me. Thank you, Amy, for timekeeping. And uh, you know what, I, what I'm hoping you get out of this. So with that in mind, 
I'm going to share my screen. And the way I'm going to do this is we're going to talk about, sorry, it's blank right now. That's, that's right. Okay. What I'm going to do is I, I, I've, I've been taught in this program to look at definitions. What are the definitions of things? So step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And just to take a minute here, um, I just want you to know I'm, I'm all over the place. So don't be surprised if I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. <laughs> just try to, <laughs> that's kind of who I am. Uh, my, my peeps know that about me. So I'm trying to make this linear, but we might go everywhere. Okay. So, so the first thing we're going to talk about is came. We came to, okay. So we came to, came is a verb and it's the past tense of come. One definition of come is to move towards something, right? Uh, another definition is to reach a condition or a conclusion about something, right? So we have, we came to move towards something or to reach a condition or a conclusion about something, right? Or something appears to the mind, something comes to our mind, right? So that's what we mean when we say came to. Those are the definitions I, I'm, that for me, trigger what we're talking about here. We're gonna reach a condition or a conclusion about a belief, right? About beliefs. To believe is a verb, it's an action, right? And in this case, when we say believe, we mean A, to consider to be true or honest, or B, to accept the word or evidence of. This is really, really important in my understanding of the step. I don't have to I don't have to have experienced myself necessarily, right? I don't have to have experienced a power greater than myself in order to accept the word or evidence of the people around me who are experiencing recovery. The big book is all about those people who experienced recovery by coming to believe in this power greater than themselves. I can look at what they've written in this book and go, okay, I am willing to accept the word or evidence of that is a form of believing. Um, so to me, that's very exciting. That's, that's my way in because I don't have to go, well, I don't believe it. Well, so I, I can't do anything with it. No, I can just say, you know what? I'm going to accept that what you say is true for you. So I'm interested. I want to know more. Um, another definition of the word believe is to accept something as true or genuine. Again, I'm accepting that what these people are telling me in this book is true or genuine. I'm accepting the stories of my fellows in meetings that they say a power greater than themselves delivered them to sanity, brought them to sanity. I'm accepting that they had that experience. I want that too. Let me open my mind to that. So, um, and another definition of believe to have a firm conviction as to the efficacy of something. I underline these because these are the ones that speak to me, right? Efficacy means the power to produce an effect. So I, I have an, I, I'm going to believe, I'm going to have a firm conviction that there's a, an ability to produce the effect I'm looking for. And the effect I'm looking for is sanity. Sanity around my food, sanity in my relationships. We're going to talk about all that and, and you guys are going to do some work around that. So, okay, so I'm going to go on. Is that, uh, yeah. Okay, so the first thing step two tells us is that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. How do we do that? By admitting in step one that we were powerless. 
It's our experiences with trying to control food that showed us we didn't have the power to do so. So hopefully that makes sense. Like you're here because you're like, I can't control it. I really get it. Like I've tried and tried over and over again. I can't control it. Uh, so my experience shows me I'm powerless. Well, what am I, what am I supposed to do about that? Okay. Um, so what I want you to just do now, this first little exercise, recall or write out for the first time, if this is your first time, some of the ways you have experienced being powerless over food, just kind of as a tickle. Okay, can I have one or two people who would be willing to just write down or willing to share what they wrote down? You can just go ahead and unmute yourself. Oh, I'd like to share. Hi, Eileen. I can't stop eating chips. I eat sugar even when I know I'll be in physical and emotional pain and I lie about food. Thank you, Eileen. How about one more person? Hi. This is Apricot. Hi, Apricot. And I am addicted to sugar. And like you, I can't eat refined carbohydrates, which means flour of any kind. And during the pandemic, I have eaten, I've binged on sugary items, even though I'm very aware of how bad that is for my immune system right when I need it to be at its best, I've eaten junk anyway. Thank you, Apricot. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So good, so you, that's great, and thank you for sharing those who shared. My examples were um, never being able to stick to a diet, which I talked about, uh, knowing I had gallstones and eating foods that I knew would trigger them, and then my bottom, which happened at the M Casino in Vegas. We went out with my family and, um, I ate, it was a buffet, my favorite kind of thing. That's church to me, right? Back in the day, like I'm at, I'm at church, ha ha ha. There's everything I worship, right? And I ate all of that stuff. I was so full, I was all really uncomfortable. We went back to my sister's house and I proceeded to eat a piece of pizza, an ice cream bar, a whole bag of popcorn, some candy, another soda. I think there were a couple of other things in there. Now, I already said I was uncomfortable, right? But I'd wake in the thing. I, I could not stop myself. I was crying, literally crying by myself in the kitchen. Everybody had gone to bed. I was like, Natalie, stop eating. I was swearing at myself. Just fucking stop eating. Excuse my language. Um, 
I could not stop eating. And that's when I realized I cannot control this. I am powerless over this. So those were my examples that I came up with because I want you guys to know I've done, I'm doing everything that I'm asking you to do too. Okay. Let's see. So just some quotes from the big book. If you are as seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there is no middle of the road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible, excuse my typo. And if we had passed into the region from which there was no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could. And the other was to accept spiritual help. So here we are, right? We know we're powerless. We have two choices. One, to continue on trying to blot out our intolerable situation as best we can. More food and more food. It's never going to get better. Or, as the big book states, to accept spiritual help. That's the solution the big book is talking about. We need to accept spiritual help. And then on page 43, once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Those are my caps. So this is a solution that the big book is talking to us about. We, we, we know we're powerless. We don't have the power within us. We've got to try to find this power outside ourselves. Oh, and then I, I didn't have enough quotes. I guess I needed another one. <laughs> Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. Now notice they don't even say by which we could arrest our disease, by which we could live. Because if we do not find this power, we will not live. We will, we will die. We will kill ourselves. We will kill ourselves through diabetes, through being overweight, and the diseases related to that. Some of us will kill ourselves because we can't stand our life the way it is. Like suicide, we're not kidding. We had to find this power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. Okay, so power. Now we're back to some definitions. What do we mean by power? Okay, in this case, we're talking about power as a noun. Um, power is, uh, the little numbers, excuse me, I just wrote them because when I look out in Merriam-Webster, this is the actual number that they're referring to. That's what the numbers are, are there for. Power, ability to act or produce an effect. For me, I want something that can produce an effect. I'm looking for the, the thing that can, can produce the effect of helping me be sane, right? Um, power is also possession of control, authority, or influence over. Have we had that with regard to our eating? No. So I need to find a power that can have control, authority, or influence over my addiction, over my eating. Um, and this power is, could be the one who has that power, right? So it's kind of a little circular definition, but the power greater than me is the one who can do these things that I'm talking about, that I'm looking for. Uh, okay. So, oh, and see, I didn't, I'm not looking at my sheet ahead of time. Um, and power can also mean mental or moral efficacy. Again, efficacy is the ability to produce an effect, right? To be effective. Right, so power, this power we're looking for is something that can have a mental or moral effect on us. And in the big book, they talk many times about the needed moral effect, a change in our whole moral makeup of, in order to be able to become free from this addiction. 
and then great. We're looking at the word great. Uh, I looked up the word greater. There is no definition. It just says more than great. So the, the great is an adjective. So we're going to describe this power, right? So um, th this power has to be remarkable in magnitude, degree, or effectiveness. Also of ability, quality, or eminence considerably above the normal or average. So it's got to be greater, great, better than what I have been relying on so far better than myself, better than my disease, which in a lot of ways has been my higher power. I have gone to my disease over and over again. Um, and then I wrote for our purposes, greater than might mean more remarkable in magnitude, degree, or effectiveness. And then greater than ourself, okay? So greater than ourselves. Self, when we're talking about self here, we mean the union of elements, such as body, emotions, thoughts, or sensations, that constitute the individuality and identity of a person. So who I am, greater than myself, than my emotions, than my body, than my thoughts, or my entire person, okay? So uh, for me, that these are the, this is what I'm looking for now, is a, an ability, something with the ability that is more effective than me and can help me have what I'm looking for, okay? So, I ask myself, what does spiritual help mean? According to the big book, it means help from a power greater than myself, okay, which we just talked about in terms of the definition. Questions for you guys. Do you believe in the existence of a power or powers greater than you? If so, what are some of them? If not, is it because of ideas of God or religion that you've been taught, which you don't agree with? Keeping the idea of setting aside what you think you know can you think of any examples from your own life where you have encountered a power greater than you? So let's take some time to write on that. And if anybody has a question so far, please uh, unmute and I'll try to answer it. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, um, this, this is Deborah, Deborah in, California. in California. Is this disease, this disease they feel very alone? Because, because I'm, I'm over 500, 500 pounds and on oxygen, and I feel, I feel very, very, very alone. It is a disease that can make you feel very isolated, Deborah. I have experienced that. And um, my way of working with that is to start trying to find this power that we're talking about that's greater than yeah, me yeah. because one thing i've done is relied on myself only and that yeah. has not worked that has not worked so hopefully that answered your question thank you thank you okay so uh this is a big question so wait i'll give you a little bit more time to write And I, I'm happy to uh, give this PowerPoint presentation to anyone if they want these questions for later on. So after the meeting, I'll give you my email address and you can ask me for it, the slide. 
So what I first like to hear from anybody who has, uh, who does believe in power or powers greater than them and what are some of their powers that are greater than them? So maybe one or two people. Anybody? Hi, I'd like to share, this is Lisa. Um, I just want to keep this very, very brief. Um, yes, I believe that there's a power greater than myself. And I think of it in my life as intuitive thought, sensing that what I'm thinking about, something is guiding me to do it because it is for my good. That's all I have to share. Thank you, Lisa. I'm not sure this answered the question, but I wrote down, I believe in a greater power of sunrises, sunsets, lightning, stars that stay in the sky, rainbows, and newborn babies. Thank you. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Because the, the, the point of this question is a, is a little tickler. Like, have I even thought of powers greater than myself? Like, or have I only thought in my life that I am the power, I run everything off. Like, I thought that, you guys, like, literally. Even knowing that I didn't. I really was living in the delusion, like, I believe. I mean, I honestly believe that my parents' troubles in their marriage were because of me. That's how much I believed I affected and ran the universe, right? So this is just an idea of like, maybe there's something bigger than me. Um, okay, so is there anybody who would be willing to share, oh my God, I keep going forward, um, that they don't believe in a power greater than themselves, but maybe in this question has, has come up with something? Anybody struggling with this? I'm Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Hi. My struggle might not be the struggle that you think. Um, I mean, it might not be the struggle in that belief. I grew up with belief, and then I sort of abandoned that. Mm. Um, and when I've sort of done some writing about this, the reality is that I have belief. My struggles about coming to terms to that partially because of issues I had and, you know, in reading step two, which is where I am right now working step two, this is perfect timing for me. Um, part of what I think of as a God shot, sort of like the example here. Mm. Um, like uh, some of it is my own um, self-righteousness. Some of it is also about my relationship with my mom and her relationship with the church and my struggle in, um, releasing my issues with that. So coming to terms with that and her sort of need to see me back at the church and my need to uh, relinquish my, um, my issues with her and come to terms with where I am with um, a power greater than myself that doesn't have to be God. Mm. That's so. great. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you very much for sharing. I think you'll, hopefully you'll, as we go on, some of that will you'll be able to work on some of that because I've got some questions for, for that. Hi, I'm Quarantina Clementina. I'd like to share for a brief moment. Hi, Quarantina. Um, hi, honey. Thanks for what you're doing today. Um, I was just thinking earlier when you said you were talking to somebody and you said, you know, that you relied on yourself. And I'm thinking, you know, if I was new or still in the food or struggling at any point of my recovery, I might not understand exactly what that means. Do you know what I mean? Like you give great examples all the time, but um, the way I related to that was even though I believed in God, it was separate than my food. And I made power of dieting my higher power 
because if I was on a binge, oh, I know how to remedy this. I'll just do the opposite and go on a diet. So part of my abstinence is I don't go on diets anymore. So yeah. I just wanted to share that. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Thank you, quarantine. And absolutely. I mean, what have we all done with our food uh, in making it a higher power? Either it'll be our savior or we will control it and that will be our savior. And it does work, right? Diets work for many of us for a long time for people who struggle with anorexia and, and that kind of control, you know, then that control is the higher power that they're, they're relying on, except it doesn't work over the long run and it's not sanity. So, um, so those are powers, quote unquote, greater than you that you have relied on, right? So um, that is one other way of looking at it. My examples of a power greater than me, I just answered the wind, the ocean, my heartbeat, love. You know, if my heart stops beating, that's it, it's all over. I got nothing to do with that. Um, uh, my disease, all powers greater than me, right? Question two, more work for you guys. What do you actually believe about God? Not what do you know, feel, want, or have been told? We're gonna get to wanting a little later right? We're going to, what do you believe? What do you actually believe now, right here and now about God? And when I say God, I mean a power greater than you or what you've been taught about God. I know you're still writing out. I want to encourage you to be as honest as you can about this one. Like maybe you believe God or a higher power is something that's punishing or judgmental. Like put that in because uh, that's what you believe. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with any of that. We're trying to look at where we are. You might have more to write, but is there anybody who would like to share? I'd love to hear from one or two people what they believe about God or their higher or a higher power. Sure, my name is Vicki. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Vicki. And you know, when you said that, the first thing that came to mind was that my heart, the only thing my higher power wants is for me to love him and serve him and be of service to my fellows. And I can't do that if I'm in the food. So in order for him to help me, he gives me everything that I need in order to better serve him and serve my fellows and love him 
which is part of him taking away my compulsion and my obsession. So that's what I came up with in the two minutes that you said that. Thank you. Thanks. Could someone else be willing to share? I'm sharing a lot, but I need this help. I, when I realized what I wrote about that this God is loving and help is available as a source of goodness, I realized I don't have a problem with belief. I have a problem with trust. Is there anybody else who has a, thinks they don't have a problem with belief, but they have a problem with trust? Right. I see some people nodding, shaking heads. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I really love the way you said that. And for me, it's like, we're going we're gonna to talk about that in the next question. So that just moves right into the next question so beautifully. Okay. So um, I, I won't tell you my belief in God right now because I think the, the next question has presented itself. And the next question for you to consider is, ah, I say this is what I believe. How do I act in relation to what I wrote about what I believe? Are my actions in line with what I say I believe? And if, if they are, give some examples. If they aren't, give some examples. Again, for all these questions, this is the beginning, right? These are just the beginning. You might have more answers that come to you, more examples that come to you. Um, one thing I love about working with Herb Kay's material is he talks about asking a question and then just letting it sit and work inside of us. Uh, we don't have to we don't have to know the answer to these questions right away. Maybe you don't have any answers that come to you today. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe you have answers that come and more will come. I still get answers to these questions. Okay, Kat, so yeah, please. What what did you put down for three? Oh, thanks, I'm Kat. And um, well, um, I'm, you know, like my dad is connected with my view of God and my dad is off and on. And like this week, I took an improv class and I called him up and said, you know, we should go because we're both funny. And he said, you're not funny. And like, and it just hurt me. And so I said, okay, um, I think I'm going to go now. And then I had to pray for a couple of days and then I called him up again and didn't discuss it, just acted that took everything I had, you know, it's just like I wanted to be mad. And so forgiveness, and then um, I'm not gonna, in the 10th step, I'm not gonna get creamed out because I do, I just get so guilty. And um, so my God is consistent. It, I never know what I'm gonna get with my dad, you know, um, and just love there, but doesn't want me to act like a jerk or something. Um, okay. I think I said enough there. So I have a question for you, Kat. So you said, 
what you believe about your God is that your God, that your higher power is consistent. Yeah. Do you, how do you experience that then? What's an example of how you experience your God's consistency? Well, I've always just been overcome by guilt every time I've done something wrong. And I'm totally aware of the 10 step, like, woo. And um, so my God's consistently loving. So I can trust that. Thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. So what I'm hearing is that he's consistently loving you even when you're having a hard time with what you're doing. Yeah. 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 That's warm and cozy. Yeah. Right. Great. Thank you so much, Kat. Does anybody else have anything they want to share? Either, either my actions are in relation or I'm not consistent. Natalie, it's Terry. Hi, Terry. My, I feel like my beliefs about my higher power are shifting and that's a good thing. But what I know that I had believed for a really long time is in this idea that if I just prayed, 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 prayed hard enough, that God would do what I think God should do. And because God didn't do that, then I would just give up. So my actions kind of did coincide with what I believed, but kind of on the negative side, you know, in the sense that, well, he's not doing it my way, he, or he must not care about me, he, he, she, it, whatever. And that's taken me a long time to move beyond. So Terry, am I, so this is the way I'm understanding what you're saying. Like you believed that your higher power is someone who should do what you told them to. And when he didn't, then it just proved that he didn't care about you. Is that accurate? Exactly. He, he, if he cared about me, he would strike me abstinent. I love that. And because he hasn't, then he must not care about me. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. So for my, in my own experience, a lot of times, um, I believe a certain way about God and then, or my, a higher power. And then I live that out because that's what I believe. Right. Uh, a lot of times I would believe a certain thing and I would not have the experience of it, or I would act like I didn't really, as someone said, trust what I believed. So um, those are two sides that I have also experienced. Does anyone else have anything they want to share about acting in relation to what you believe? I'd like to share. This is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Um, I absolutely believe in God, but because I don't trust, I don't trust him because I don't feel like I'm worthy of his focus. And so therefore, I don't ask my higher, uh, my higher power for help. I know the help is there. I know all I have to do is reach out. And yet I, I don't trust that it will work for me because I'm not worthy. So I wanna, so here, let me give, I love that. Thank you so much, Nancy. I think that just encapsulates so many things that I, I have experienced that I know others in the program have experienced, right? And again, that word trust comes up. So. One, so again, these are just my opinion, right? Just my experience. You don't have to pay any attention to what I'm saying. Uh, don't take it or whatever, but here's my experience of it. I don't have to trust my higher power. Nowhere in the steps does it say I have to trust God, as far as I know. Um, 
I don't, I don't have to do any trusting. I don't have to have faith. I'm going to talk about that a little bit near the end. I don't have to have faith. That's, that doesn't say I have to have faith that this is going to work. Not at all. If I had to have that, I would have never done this program. Never. Because I have been told too many times as a kid, this is how you're supposed to believe and just have faith and it'll happen and BS, it doesn't show up that way, right? Remember, we, we talk, I'm going to go back a little bit. Remember, a belief, sorry, <laughs> belief is to accept the word or evidence of someone as, as a possibility, right? In other words, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just saying they experienced it. I believe that they experienced this, right? Or to accept something as true, I don't still have to have faith in it. I don't have to trust it, right? Or to have an idea that it might be powerful enough to affect a change, right? I don't have to trust. Please don't trust. Trying to make ourselves trust when we don't, I mean, in my experience, trying to make myself trust when I don't is just like saying, go ahead and jump off that cliff. And there might be something there to catch you or there might not, but just trust. Well, I'm not an idiot, right? <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so I hope that's kind of helpful in, uh, in a way. It's like, we're not asking you to, I'm not, step two is not asking us to trust in a higher power. We're just trying to come to an idea of, can I believe can I accept that there's a possibility that there is some power out there that believe that tr that wants what's good for me, that can deliver me from this sanity? And actually, that's all it's asking, that there's a power out there that 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 could deliver me from this sanity, right? All of the rest of that is going to come later in steps three through 12, right? Right now, it's just, can I come to believe? Is it a possibility? Let's take one more, uh, one more uh, sharing I'd love to on that, like, what do I believe? How are my actions in relation to that? Or even a question on anything I just said. This is Marion. Hi, Marion. Yeah. Um, I have so much entrenched in my childhood, you know, beliefs. And then I had some losses. My, my mom, my dad died when I was quite little. So I started challenging and questioning. So it's been an ongoing struggle getting back to my closest is sort of a vision of the Blessed Mother that I know she loves me. And, uh, but I'm getting, I would think stronger even. Uh, like I agree with you on that trust. I, I don't always have that, but I think I sort, of, I sort of bash what I do have. In other words, now I'm learning to have conversations in the day with either her or this loving uh, presence that I am loved. And uh, that there is a clincher for me and that love is not gonna leave me. In other words, I won't be left. So. I'm so happy for this workshop so I can further, uh, you know, get ideas around myself that go with that gentle, loving um, presence. It sounds kind of Pollyannish, but I know it's what works. And then they say, well, your higher power is not strong enough, I've heard. Get a stronger God. And I don't know about all that. To me, I need to get a softer God. 
um, you know, I just don't know about all that. So I'm a big girl now. I'm 71. I'm still fighting this goddamn disease. And uh, I'm just very happy to be open enough to even come on here today. And uh, love you for presenting this. Thank you. Thank you, Marion. And I love uh, what you shared. Thank you so much. And my experience has also been that this has been a process for me of learning first to disbelieve that there was a power greater than me. And then how the heck do I even start relying on it? What do I even do? How do I communicate with it? We're going to talk about it a little bit in this. But again, that's steps three through 12, right? All of the book talks about we're, but first we come to believe, and then there's a whole thing laid out about how we're going to communicate with that higher power, how we're, what we're going to do, and how we're going to unblock ourselves from hearing what the higher power, our higher powers say to us. And there's really a beautiful thing at the end of this uh, that I got from Joe and Charlie, who are AA speakers uh, from back in the day, and it, it just opened it all wide up for me. Um, hopefully we'll have the same for for people here on the on the workshop. Okay, so um, I'll tell you my experience. Um, uh, so here's my, this is what I believe at this point in time. It's very weird. It's very different. Most people, there, I don't know many people who believe the way I do, but this is my higher power. I, I call my higher power God. It's just easier. God is everyone, thing, and person. There is nothing but God. Create a sober eating plan. Hello. And Hello, uh, who's reading? Excuse me. Turn their camera on and work with Hold on, I'm going to see if I can find your own reading plan. And then everybody's going to view that. Because well, that's that really interesting. <laughs> I don't know who's talking. Let's see. Somebody named Terry MC. Terry MC, okay. I'm trying to find them. I'm sorry, you guys. Just bear with me for a second. Terry? Terry? Okay, I see him. I just muted him. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, it's hard for me to see with the, um, with the screen up. Um, so anyway, my definition of my higher, this is what I believe about God, right? Uh, my, my God, right? That God is every one thing in person. There is nothing but God. God is not separate from anything. Therefore, God can never be apart from me and vice versa. God is immediate. God is infinite. God is nothing and everything. That's my definition, right? And then my answer to three, how do I act in relation to this belief is, although it doesn't seem like I act the way I believe, my behavior always eventually comes back to what I believe about God, which is, I believe that when I was in the food, that was God. And when I became willing, that was God. I believe that cancer is God. So when I was diagnosed with it three years ago, I didn't really see anything about it that shouldn't have been, or that was not God. The desire to act more lovingly to people is God. And so is the outburst of anger or fear that sometimes happen, happens. And that, that's my definition of my higher power. So I get to have my own definition, my own beliefs, and everyone, we're all entitled to that. That's what Ebby told Bill, why don't you find your own conception? So if this, if what we've been talking about, what you believe now based on what you've 
learned or been taught or whatever, if that doesn't work for you, if any of it doesn't work for you, we're invited in the big book to get our own conception of God. Um, so now we're going to look at, let's see, well, we're at the halfway point. Does anybody have any questions so far before we go into the last part, which is restoring us to sanity and looking at what we might want in a, in a higher power that could do that? I have a question. In your PowerPoint, would, if I asked for it, would it have all those definitions that you just said are your God? No, but I could, if you asked for it, Eileen, I will give it to you. Okay, so here's my email address to everybody. It's uh, just, and just so you uh, have it, it's Natalie G. So it's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-G dot O-A at gmail.com. NatalieG.OA at gmail.com. Okay, so um, so does anybody else have any questions? Y'all with me so far? Anybody, am I pissing anybody off? I love to know if people are like, I don't like what you're saying. Because, you know, that's good too. Natalie, yes. this is Marion. Did Hi, you Mary. say you're going to, you're putting that in the, we can email you if we want your definition. Yes. All right. Yeah, absolutely. You're more than welcome to. I have a quick thing. Hi, Quarantina. Hi, honey. I love what you shared about your definition of your experience because what I get out of that is it's all inclusive. And if I could see my higher power and my relationship to my higher power as all inclusive, that means I count too, you know especially for lots of us who came from train wrecks of childhoods, we get to count. We get to be loved and ask for things, even help with food. Who would have thunk, right? Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Clementina. I, uh, that, to me, that's been the biggest, my, my experience, strength, and hope in this program has been, I have a higher power that absolutely includes me, is me. I am an expression of the higher power. And in my mind, so are all of you. So is everyone on this planet, even the people I have difficulty with, right? So is the cancer that was in my breast, an expression of God. It's all inclusive. So for me, that's very comforting because it, it, I can never be separate from that. And then I never have to go, I'm worth less or I'm worth more. It's not even a question. I'm an expression of God. I, I, I'm exactly the same as everyone else. I just look different. I have different characteristics, but in terms of worth and quality, exactly the same. And that's my definition. So, and, and I, I hope that to me, that's what this is. This is the beginning. Step two is the beginning of finding that power greater than us, that, that we get to come back home to ourselves. The way we were before we got screwed up or we got talked about, talked to, or you know, or whatever happened to us in our life, our own worth as people. To me, that's, this is the beginning of that. That's what this whole program is about. Yes, go Hi, ahead, Sandy. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. This is just amazing to me. I'm really having a paradigm shift between the two words, trust and belief. And I would say how I act out in my belief is that I trust God. And when I ask for something, you know, to help me with the food issue, it's like my hand's on the hip. Okay, fine. You're not answering right now. I'm going to go do my own thing. In other words, I put it back on my shoulders. But when I think about the word belief, 
it's as though I'm thinking with my head, not my heart. I'm thinking with my head and it's unchanging. That word is unchangeable, regardless of how I'm feeling, what my day is like, what I need, etc. That God is, and I think the big book talks about God is or isn't. And with the word believe, God is. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy. Um, it, it's interesting. I wasn't going to bring up the, the big book, God is or isn't, because I think that's hard for people who may not be ready to even look at there's a power greater than uh, myself. I mean, that's it's all of a sudden I went from can I even believe in this to God is or isn't uh, in my view God is or isn't but that's my own view right and I nobody has to get to that view so I appreciate what you said about that and I also love that you said it's unchanging right because it, it, in my that's exactly what it is it's unchanging this higher power boom Okay, so let's let's move on. Thanks so much, you guys, for sticking with me. I'm a little crazy, so. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're gonna look at some definitions again, all right? Because uh, now we, we did came to believe that a power greater than ourselves, so we kind of have an idea of where we've been. Now, where do we wanna go with this that could restore us to sanity, right? So the first word we're gonna look at is could. Could is a verb. And it's the past tense of can. And I invite you to start doing this. It, whenever you're reading the big book or the OA literature, look up words you think you know the definition to. Sometimes you can just get so much information, different ways of looking at the same word. Um, it can be really helpful. So, the, so what do we mean when we say can? Uh, used to ind indicate possibility. I've talked about this. It's a, what's possible, right? We're looking at could that this higher power could possibly restore me to sanity, right? Um, and our, the archaic version of can was to be able to make, or to be able to do, make, or accomplish, right? So this higher power could do, make, or accomplish what it is that I'm hoping for, what it is that I'm looking for. And now we look, to the word restore. What do we mean by restore? Restore is a verb. I know some people get into, I was just thinking, geez, I didn't give you guys any of the word, the etymology, like the word origins. Sorry about that. Um, I just went for the definitions. <laughs> um, restore can mean to give back or return. It can mean, I love this one, to put or bring back into existence or use. In other words, it, this, this power greater than me, is, it's possible that it could bring back into existence my sanity or, or bring into existence sanity. Maybe I've, never, maybe I've never felt sane. I think some of us can relate to that. Or to bring back or put back into a former or original state. What we maybe, for me, what I, I see in that is like, to bring back my innocence of when I was born, my, my inner knowing of when I was born, what I, what I came in with, that, that then I was trained out of by my religion, by my parents, by their dysfunction. And then now we're going to go to us, uh, restore us to sanity. 
I like this doesn't seem like why would I, you know, why do we need to talk about this? Because we're not just talking about our me. This is a group thing, right? Like I'm going to use the program and all of the experiences of my people to help to help bring this possibility about to help me believe that this could be possible, right? That we all together could be restored to sanity. So us is a pronoun, it's the objective case of we meaning it's what we are always talking about, not not the one not the one um, initiating an action, but the one that is that action is happening too. That's what it means to be an object, right? Um, so us or we or us is I and the rest of the group that includes me. So I'm always included in the group, right? Um, you and I and another or others, right? So basically it's including all of us to fellowship and, and the people that haven't found the fellowship and whatever, right? Uh, just now it occurs to me in restoring, in, in having this higher power that's helped restore me to sanity, my relationships have been restored to sanity. And in some cases, the people that I love because of me being restored to sanity have also found a way to find sanity for themselves. So it doesn't even just include uh, the group here, but all of us, you know, the people in my life too who aren't at it. And then we talk about the word sanity. What do we mean by sanity? Okay. Uh, mentally sound, especially able to anticipate the effect of one's actions. Plus healthy in body. And I don't think I had anything else there. No, okay. So mentally sound, able to anticipate, appraise the effect of one's actions. You know, I, when I'm in the food, I cannot appraise my actions. We talked about that at the beginning, you know, the insanity of the food, right? The, the real insanity that they talk about in the big book is not the allergy of the body. The insanity that they're talking about in the big book is that I would even pick up in the first place, knowing what I know about what's going to happen to me. It's, you know, it's the, it's the guy who runs out into the street, the jaywalker who just keeps doing it, even though he knows he's he's going to get in trouble it's it's insane to, for me to think this time will be different so i'm hoping to be restored to some kind of sanity around that like to to be able to anticipate and appraise the effect of my actions and to be healthy in body which i think is great i didn't even that was great that was there in the dictionary i was like wow healthy in body that's that kind of matches okay so more writing for us yay okay so keeping in mind what you currently believe how does or doesn't your current conception of a power greater than you uh work as a power that could restore you to sanity so you wrote down this is what i believe currently is the belief that you have now in the higher power or in a power greater than you is it something that you believe could restore you to sanity? Has it been working? If it has, tell me how. If it hasn't, tell me how. Give me some examples. And it may just be a yes or no question. You may not even have to give examples.
let's do a quick poll. So uh, let's take like five or six people. It, it just in a yes or no, what is your answer to that question? Without examples, just a yes or no. No. Yes. 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 I had one no and a bunch of yeses. Any other no's out there? No before program. No before program. Okay, wonderful. So we have a lot of yeses. Then for those who are yeses, then the next part could be how can I deepen that? How can I, what can I add to my, you know, my definitions? We're gonna go on and do that. For those of you who are no's, whether you said yes or no, uh, whether you said no or not, we're gonna go on and ask some more uh, questions that might be helpful. So in the big book on page 47, it says, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies too to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to effect a first, um, that's supposed to be an odd, uh, not of, to effect a first conscious relation with God as we understood him. So it, this is the beginning again, right? This is, this is the start of commencing the spiritual growth or the, the, the change in personality that we need to bring about. And it's your own conception. I might have another quote in here, yeah. On page 47 later on it says, that was great news to us for we had assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith which seemed difficult to believe. And, uh, and we've talked a little bit about trust Let's talk for just a second about this. Have, have any of you come, have any of you run into that? This idea of, try, of, are you trying to accept things on faith which you don't believe? Maybe write a little bit about that or be willing to, uh, I'm open to anybody sharing. Hi, Natalie, this is Elaine. Hi, Elaine. And, um, I think one of the pieces that really makes sense to me is that we came to believe. I came to believe. I didn't start off believing, and even at step two, I don't have to believe. I have to be willing. And uh, I think for, uh, for me, when I came to OA about five years ago, um, I saw people that had what I wanted. So I was willing to believe. And I had to go immediately to step three and work the other steps. It's, it's, it's not a step that we need to spend a lot of time on. And I think that that's really key because if we spend a lot of time, not, I mean, I think this is wonderful. I'm, I'm not in any way criticizing. It's beautiful. Uh, but I'm saying I think that it, we can dig too deeply and stop there. And it's, we're not supposed to stop here. <laughs> we came to believe there's other people out there. I lost, you know, I'm, I'm all of 411 and I lost 52 pounds. That is, you know, and that's a third, you know, that's like almost a third of my weight. You wouldn't recognize me what I look like before. So somehow something happened to me and I didn't do this thing. You know, there's a higher power that, uh, that brought this about by working the steps. So, so we have to come to, we have to be open. 
you know, we have to have that openness. And that's what this step is about, a willing to, willingness to believe, an openness. Is that a pass? Thanks, Elaine. Absolutely. And I agree, we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time, and we certainly don't uh, when we're working the steps. Uh, and, and I think it's very beneficial to give myself the chance to look at, well, what have I believed? What has been, what is, what could stop me from, from believing? Um, and then what could I do? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. What could I, what could I do that would help me believe more? if we're talking about a power greater than me, what might I like that to look like? And we're gonna, we're gonna get to that. So thank you very much, Elaine. Uh, anybody else wanna share on, on just this idea that, that I believe I have to have like the, all this faith or anything. I think we kind of covered all that. So, all right, if you wanna, if you wanna share, please just jump in. Um, okay, oh, go ahead, who is this? I'm Jana. Hi, Jana. And I had a sponsor at one point who offered to loan me her higher power. And I was not at all clear about higher power, and hers seemed to be working for her. So I used to pray to so-and-so's higher power. And that was actually very helpful. I think it took me out of going around and around in circles. And, um, and it was very useful. It was a step at that point in my recovery. And... Yeah. You know, this is bigger than I am. I weigh less than I did in high school, which just absolutely amazes me. I thought I could never weigh this, this little, and I am healthy. I thought maybe there's something else going on. But anyway, it works. Thanks, Dana. Absolutely. And, and that is, that's a great, you know, we can borrow someone else's. If we don't know, we can definitely borrow someone else's power. Um, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, too, um, as we go forward. So I'm going to move on. Okay. If your current concept of a power greater than you doesn't work, can you find a concept that does? What would you need to believe about a power greater than yourself in order for that power to restore you to sanity? You may not know the answer to it, but maybe some things will come to you because that's kind of a, eh, I'm not sure I love the question as I wrote it. Um, what qualities would you want this power to possess? So let's take a minute and just write down, it doesn't have to be exhaustive, just put some qualities that you would want your higher power to possess. Okay, so you can, this is a beginning, so you can keep writing on this list if you want to. Um, I would just love to have people uh, unmute and maybe just call out a couple that they've written down. And if you like somebody else's that you hear, 
please feel free to take. As Jana said, go for it. <laughs> I laugh because the first word that came up is I want my Howard power to be intrusive. I'm having a tough time with food, so I want him to just make the food I'm going for disappear. Mm. Okay. I'm passionate. Uh, faithful doesn't leave. Thank you. Forgiving and loving. Creative. I put loud. I want my higher power to have a bullhorn that yells at me when I'm getting off the path. Always there when I reach out for her. To be communicative and to embrace feelings and emotions. Anybody else want to share some things or are we good? Okay, so that's a list. That's a start, right? Um, um, I wrote down just in this a moment, you know, I want my hire to be immediate, higher power to be immediate. I want them to be, meaning if I'm, if I just drop myself for a second, I want to be able to feel my higher power, which I can. If I just let it go for a second, boom, I get it right away. Like, I, I'm right there, right? Um, loving, accepting, effective. I want an effective higher power. I don't want a higher power that doesn't know what they're doing. They have to take on my disease. And, and, and they have to take on me. And, and they have to do it in a way that I'm going to be able to hear them. And I'm going to be able to listen to them. And that if I don't, they're not going to hate me. I mean, like, there's just all this kind of stuff wrapped up in it. But I have a higher power that's like that. I have a higher power that's like that. So, um, so yeah, anything you heard that you like, just keep it. Okay, so, so what I would like you to do just as you're going is like, just look now. If I have, if this is what I want my higher to be, higher power to be. And let's say there's a possibility that I can have my own higher power that has this. Now I'm going to, as Elaine said, so very wisely, now we're going to move. We're going to go on to steps three, four, five, six, and we're going to work the program because that tells us how to have this communication with our higher power, how to have this relationship, how to build it, right? Um, so we're kind of in a wrap up. There's a couple more things I want to talk about, but um, you got the start, right? You've got the start. Again, it's just, can I be, am I willing to believe? Can I believe that based on all of this evidence, the evidence of my fellows, uh, that there is a power greater than me that can restore me to sanity? And then we're going to move right right into three and four and five. So, um, so just as a sort of a, a, a thing is, great, I've got this power. And, and Joe and Charlie do a great job of this. Uh, I, I borrowed freely from some of their stuff. Um, <laughs> but also from my own, you know, then my question becomes, okay, well, great. Where and how do I find that power? And um, uh, in the big book, it tells us on page 55, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. Replace the word God there for anything that you think we've been talking about right now. Okay. Higher power, divine spirit, loving presence, 
whatever you want to call it, okay? It may be obscured by calamity, in other words, bad things happening to us, by pomp, any good things happening to us, right? By worship of other things, but in some form or other, it is there. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that it may be, well, he, he may be found, I say it. Okay, so this is to me really beautiful. What they're telling me in the big book is, I don't have to go outside myself. I can, but I don't have to go outside myself for this higher power. The, the, the higher power I'm looking for is within me lives within me, right? So just as a, I wondered, regardless of all that we've all been through, take a moment and think, is there any memory you have of connecting to this power within you, in your life? Maybe the first time you remember connecting to it. For those of you who haven't, felt a higher power is there if you just are quiet for a minute can you does anything flash in your mind of connecting to this power within you could have been an inner knowing could have been a sense could have been a thought or an idea i'd love to hear one or two people share about that if they would like to. Uh, Natalie, this is yeah. Elaine again. Hi, Elaine. And um, what what I think happens with me is that it's uh, it's a surrender. It's when I get quiet. Uh, I hear a voice inside of me. I'm not reacting, which is what Elaine has normally done, responded, reacted uh, defensively, um, you know, just uh, pushing people away or in whatever way, but it's pausing and hearing a voice inside of me that directs me. And I know when, if I am honest, honesty is extremely important in this program. And if I, if I ask myself honestly, what am I hearing? Not what I would like to hear, um, but what am I really hearing? And I know what's right and wrong. And I also just want to share at this point, um, uh, Lori C., who is a wonderful OA speaker, who is an, an agnostic borderline atheist, his higher power is the highest, um, the highest, uh, understand, uh, highest level of love, beauty, truth and justice and those are the values and so and he believes that when he directs his life towards the highest level of these values he is being unblocked from his higher he's being unblocked and the he's able to be directed to the next right thing to do and here's somebody who's you know really an atheist and and can use the word god because god is just a word it's just a word for this higher power you know so it's just uh, it's just amazing how you know how we can even when we start off with you know being an atheist um we can we, we feel this connection with humanity with these values 
and we allow ourselves to be directed. That's my God. That's my higher power. Thanks, Sam. But I have to. I have to get quiet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I. I. I'm glad you talked about that. I deliberately in this. Uh, I didn't want to bring up atheist, agnostic. Big book uh, talks a lot about those two definitions of things. For me, this is entirely my own experience. They have nothing to do with this. Atheism, agnosticism, that's about, a, that's about some kind of a belief in a God of the universe defined by other people, my society or religion. I'm not talking about that and I don't think the program is talking about that. I'm, I, 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 there's no atheism involved in tapping into a power greater than me because there, there, are, there are so many demonstrations that a power greater than me exists everywhere. So uh, if you're wondering why I haven't talked about that, that is why. To me, it's not, that's an, out, that, that's an issue of, even though the big book talks about it, it's like, I don't need to know whether I was an atheist or agnostic. I don't have to put a label on myself. I'm, ta I'm trying to find what the big book is saying, which is there's a power greater than me that can restore me to sanity. Do I have the willingness to believe in that? Can I believe in that? So um, just for those, so I'm very glad you brought that up, Elaine. Thank you. And that's, that's where I wanted to go. It's like, to me, that's kind of off the topic of, not that you went off the topic, just that in the big book is like, anyway, it's not my experience, strength, and hope about it anyway. Um, does anyone else have a, 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 a connection to their higher power or how that, how that manifests for them? My name's Lenora. I'm a compulsive overeater and anorexic bulimic. Um, I really like the way my higher power speaks to me in those moments of clarity. And I'll just recall one time because it happened this morning. Um, I oftentimes get that intuitive feeling in my solar plexus that is normally what happens as I'm going through my day. Um, but I love the moments of clarity, like, um, for instance, when I came back to this program, I realized I was practicing anorexia. And I had been practicing it for two years, but I was in such denial of that's what I was doing. It behooved me because I was eating three meals a day, but I kept cutting back every time my pants got tight. and. Um, so it was news to me one day that I had that moment of clarity and that's my higher power speaking to me. And uh, I went, oh my God, it all became clear. And I went, I've got to get back to OA. And that's when I became willing to be willing to get back to a meeting. And it took me 10 years for that day to happen. And um, I just kept praying for the willingness to be willing, and there it was. And, you know, we never know when the timing is going to happen, but it happened. And um, so that's one way that God speaks to me. That's all I have to share. Thanks. Thanks, Lenora. Would anyone else like to share? I like that, I, I like that we're getting these different ways. Like uh, one person said it was a voice. One person said it was clarity what else and and for those of you who don't have don't have a memory i would love to hear from you too hi i'm gwen hi gwen um, i just say when it's difficult for me to connect 
Um, I often go to the beach because I find that the ocean has always been a place for me, even before I was, or at a time when I wasn't looking for a higher power. I find that that's a place where I can connect because just the vastness um, and um, just a place I can find my connection. Um, I find like I can find my soul there at a place where like there's just I can like sense the whole world there. Um, but it's a place yet, like I can find myself in the midst of the whole world. And I don't know, it's a place I find serenity. So um, it's always been a special place for me. So, so Gwen, one thing that might be uh, just what occurs to me is uh, what are the qualities of that, of that beach? What are the qualities in that, that you, that you find and then maybe that's the qualities that you bring to your higher power. And maybe you're already doing that. So forgive me if I'm assuming. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate thinking about it that way. And definitely some, I mean, it's a little like metaphysical to think about it this way, but I certainly think of like the ocean and the water in terms of the emotions and the, like, that's why like, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I feel like when I just added that today, because I like the definitions in my life of my higher power in a lot of ways, um, like just and nurturing both are in there. Um, but I really got to thinking and thought like what I was missing was um, communicative and yet also the ability to express emotions and um, accept the feelings because that was what was missing in my upbringing was we were um, like, you know, the, perfect on the outside, but don't really talk about anything or say any, say anything. So my emotions went into the food. Um, but I think like the water to me is all about like, I just relate it to emotions. Um, so maybe that's sort of that natural connection for me. So I'm adding that to my definition of my higher power too. Great. Thank you, Gwen. I'm Marion. I, I put a message for Gwen in the chat if she could check. But also, in 2016, I had breast cancer as well. And that's when the Blessed Mother occurred for me. And that helped me um, with the image. I don't know why I need an image, but it doesn't matter. I don't have to analyze it. But the blue robes and all that helped me through that period of time with the chemo and the radiation. And um, now, you know, I guess, I guess I get upset about this. You need a higher, a, a bigger, higher power because I like get embarrassed. Okay. So you've got your feeling, and then what about portion-wise on, on the quantities then? Okay, go ahead, honey. Um, that, uh, you know, maybe she's not big enough. Maybe it's just a woman. Maybe this, maybe that. All those judgments. But then every time that it comes around to me, there it is again with this male person that's short and stocky and doesn't have a head. I don't know what that's about, but I have so much, you know, memory of that other higher power that was an image. And uh, so anyway, it's really nice to talk about it that I maybe don't have to judge it and just keep putting more energy into that, in, into that since that's what worked for me. And uh, it still continues to work. 
to change my stubborn head to turn around. So thank you. Thanks, Marion. Um, I will say this, um, in one of my other 12-step programs, uh, my sponsor at the time said, I had to draw a picture of my higher power. Now, you guys heard my definition of my higher power. I'm not sure how I was gonna draw a picture of that. My picture is really interesting. <laughs> um, but I remember she said one of her sponsees, her higher power, his higher power was a drag queen. Uh, that's that the image of his higher power was a drag queen. And he would, when he was feeling upset or needed to talk, he would get up and sit on his lap. And it, it just is like, so I think all these things that you've all talked about, a voice, an image, uh, um, a feeling, a gut intuition, all of that can be the different ways our higher powers talk to us. And there, that is part of this step too, is finding the, our own higher power. Uh, and how does that, that higher power communicate with us and what works for us? So um, you guys have all said this beautifully. So I'm just gonna start wrapping up my part of it. Uh, so um, this power within is sometimes referred to as a still small voice, an inner knowing, an intuition. Sometimes the power shows up in a book or a song or a poem or someone's words. I've heard people say, my higher power has skin, wears skin, in other words, other people. And they resonate with you. Sometimes it is a sense or a feeling. As Joe and Charlie describe it, I can have my own personal higher power, God, goddess, etc. It dwells within me. My knowledge comes from and through it, and I will be able to find that power. So this is the kind of the, this is what step two is all about. Now this is a final question for everybody. If you already had a higher power, great, and maybe you got more out of it. If you hadn't, and you have come to believe there is a power greater than you, and that power is personal to you, cares about you, and can restore you to sanity, then the next step is a decision, and that brings us to step three, which is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And then steps four through 12 are the action steps we take to do that. So that is the end of my uh, thing, as Elaine said so succinctly, we get this, we, we, we come to believe, we, we decide whether we're willing like, am I willing to believe there's a, there's a possibility of this? If we are, we move right on to step three. Um, and, and then that's how we're going to live our life with the program from then on. So I'm going to stop my share. And so does anybody have questions or just sharing? Natalie, I just want to thank you for a really tremendous job on step two. And I think you've, you've been so helpful and have just... Uh, and I feel like I have a better understanding of this step, and I really want to tell you how grateful I am. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Elaine. Uh, it, it's been my pleasure. Does anybody have any questions, or even just what want to share? Or, or still like, I don't, lady, what the hell did you just talk about? I don't know. I love when people challenge, because please don't hide that, okay? Don't go away from this, this workshop feeling like I didn't get what I came here for um, because it, not that I have any answers or not that any of us do, but, but that's our disease, right? I didn't get what I want. Oh, I'm never going to get what I want. So if you have anything that you struggle with, 
I'd be happy to like, just tell you my experience, strength and hope, or you, we can hear from other people on it. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Hi, Nick, Hi. Jojo. Hi, Jojo. Hi. You know, it just struck me actually. Jojo, my God, I didn't even, I'm sorry. I just recognized you. Oh my God, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. Um, what's interesting to me is when you had mentioned that my, like a higher power speaking to me through others, which has been my own experience. Um, what really kind of was this little still small voice in my head was, so then why don't you do more outreach calls? Mm -hmm. If I'm trying to speak to you through other people, because that tends to be a real stumbling block for me. And that just struck me right between the eyes with that. If I want to communicate with my higher power in this way, then pick up the darn phone. <laughs> That's fantastic, so, Jojo. Yeah. So I appreciate that, that just little insight that, you know, because I struggle with that over and over and I'm sure so many of us do. Um, I just wanted to share that with you. So thank you. Thank you. That's it exactly. This is a program of spiritual action. We, you know, one is like a recognition. Two is I open myself to the possibilities and the rest, well, three is made a decision, but, but that's just, that's still a mental thing. Four through 12 is how we're going to live that decision out. What are we going to do? That's perfect, Jojo. It's like, oh my God, my higher power just said, why don't you make more phone calls? That's a direct communication from the higher power, like I need to make more phone calls. So if I want to hear more from my higher power, I need to make more phone calls in your case. That's wonderful. Thank you for that. Hi, I'm Elle. Hi, Elle. <clears throat> uh, the thing that struck me so strongly is I, I am one of these people who have been struggling with trust and I have no problem with belief. And when I ask myself, you know, my own personal definition of belief is that I tell myself uh, what is so, and then that's my belief or what is true. So I see belief as a choice. And I can try all day long and choose trust and boy, I just come up with a resistance. Uh, so it's very relieving. I have huge relief to know that <laughs> I'm not remiss in not being able to get myself to trust, even though I'm willing. But boy, that's not something I can do myself, nor is that what the step is not asking me to do. That's so right. I, just, I just love that. It's not my job. But a lot of what I thought was my job has wound up to be my higher powers job. So I'm always asking my higher power, well, what is mine to do? I thought that was mine. No, you get to do that. No, you get to, you get to do everything. Well, what do I do? And it doesn't say anywhere that I have to trust. And of course I am told what to do in the, in the, the, the uh, you know, the oncoming steps. So I have great relief, not feeling that there's, you know, I'm something, somehow I'm resisting and that's why I don't know. I'm not asked to trust, so thank you. That is tremendous for me. I appreciate that. I'm so glad, and it, uh, I understand that feeling as well. And um, 
what came to me when you were talking about the trust is because I'm not trust. I don't trust people. I don't. I don't trust. I'm very uh, uh, suspicious. That's one of my character de defects. And um, mm -hmm. the only thing I have to do in regard to that comes in six and seven. I have to be willing to um, look at it and say, "Hey, I, I, I'm suspicious. This is a defect of character of mine, or whatever I want to call it." And God, please take that from me. And my my action, from what I can see and what I've been taught, is that I then will try to act as if I am not a suspicious person, discerning, but not suspicious, right? And then I'll do the best I can. But the the, the part that's mine is the maybe to try to act as if, if I can, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, anyway, the, kind of off the step, but I loved what you said. Yeah, and you're a very effective moderator. I wanted to compliment that. Because uh, where your consciousness and where you come from is very generous and very effective so i wanted oh, thank to thank you say thank you yeah thank you welcome i did practice <laughs> i also wanted to say thank you very much for this workshop and i got many things but one is i realized that my belief is unchangeable but my trust is very wobbly yeah that's great guys thank you anybody else or i think you know we can wrap it up unless anybody else has questions or comments or Amy do you want oh go ahead yeah Natalie thank you that was amazing and I got so much out of it and one of the things I I realized is that um, it's layers too for me where I feel I'm depending on God and I'm doing it and then I understand through either the tent step work or I'll want to eat extra bites of food that I'm starting to run the show again and I don't even know when I'm doing it. It just starts to happen that I feel like with a certain work situation or a certain relational, you know, a certain dynamic with someone or with, it doesn't matter that I'll, I'll default to me doing it, me running the show. Um, and so, right, it's like con the continuing of coming to believe. And I just threw this and your wonderful, you know, tasks for us to do in writing that, oh, uh, God is here for me and God loves me and God wants to be with me. And that really helps me right now to, to pray throughout the day for God's guidance with whatever little or big thing comes my way. Um, and, and I just, I really thank you for that today. I really needed it. Um, I've been wanting to eat extra and I know that just sends me down the road to nowhere. And I, I can't do that because that's telling God I've got this. If I'm eating extra for me, I'm like, I got this God, don't worry about it. And then that's that whole, I'm running the show. I'm gonna take care of this myself. And so thank you, Natalie. That was super, super helpful. Thank you, Amy. And I just wanted to say, um, I loved that you said God wants to be with me. Uh, I am going to invite all of you to have that as a quality in your higher power. Uh, my God cannot wait to be with me, is waiting for me to connect. It's just, it's like, oh, yay, you're, it's like, uh, it's like a dog, right? Like, <laughs> yay, you're home, yay, you know what I mean? Like, so um, I, I, I think for me, that's always been a really huge, because the belief was nobody wants to be with me. Nobody wants to be with me. 
right? Um, and the I have I have been totally like given a, a sense of self from the, uh, from believing that there's a higher power out there who wants to be with me, cares about me, me is personal to me, and that's really really important. So thank you, Amy. Natalie? Yes, darling. I'm trying not to speak too much, but it's hard. You bring up so many juicy things. Anyway, this is Clementina, and I just want to say thank you from the pit of my heart. And I just, I just can't help but feel this, and I want to share it, that, you know, this is very important because I think what makes the 12-step community so successful, and when I say successful, I mean people recovering is because of this step and it's because in my little opinion that it's not about all the words or worrying if this is going to happen or you know what the future is i think no matter how many different points of views and definitions we have of a higher power the bottom line is the state of mind the connected the, t the ability to connect and i think you know, whether somebody's calling it him or she or praying or visual, whatever it is, that that's what the click is, that little click when, you know, something connects is that state of mind, that inner shift, the whole inner shift. Yeah. And, and it's so beautiful to, you know, to watch it happen here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Quarantina. I'll just go real quick. I'm Judy. Uh, Recovering Compulsive Eater, Natalie, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the workshop. You put so much thought and effort into it. And um, there was just a lot of stuff that was very thought provoking. And the one thing that I wanted to share is that for me, my higher power, my higher power is constantly evolving and changing to meet my particular needs at the time where I'm at, always there. And it's never the higher power that moves. It's always me throwing up, you know, my, my, um, my self-will, my self-reliance, all of that stuff. Never HP. HP's always portable and inside. So thank you so much, Nat. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Judy. Go ahead, Maureen. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I just was thinking, I love that image of that your higher power is like a dog that's always happy to see you. And also my higher power, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about figuring out exactly who my higher power was because I was raised in a very structured religion and then had exposure to some other ones. And it's such a freedom for me today that I believe my higher power wants to be there for me and will be effective for me, even if I haven't figured out what or who my higher power is, you know, that I can still connect to it for today from the time I open my eyes till I go to bed, whatever the concept for today is, is enough. And I just have to do the things that this program tells me that other people have done to connect to that higher power. And it just gave me such a relief. I feel such freedom now to that I don't have, you know, all through the ages of humanity and all across all cultures, there's so many different definitions and people trying to figure this out. And guess what? I'm not going to be that person. And, you know, uh, listening to all these people in program is what reinforces that for me. Thank you so much, Natalie. This was just 
a really wonderful um, exploration of all of that. Really helps me. Thank you. Thanks, Maureen. And I, I love what you said because I that that to me is the beauty of this program that the higher power is personal to us, which means the power greater than ourselves is personal to us, which means there's an infinite number of powers greater than ourselves out there and all power, you know, tailor-made for us, which is lovely. Anybody else? All right, Amy, is there anything, or Amy or the board, is there anything that you guys want to say uh, about Channel Islands or the upcoming work? The upcoming workshop will be on step three. Um, I know I said move right into it. I'm assuming most of you have, um, but it will be in, in two months, and I can't remember the date. Anyway, we are going to have our retreat, and uh, but right now I'm real excited about our next workshop, which is on step three. Yeah, and do you remember when it is, Elaine? Uh, I have yes. to look. It's on. It is October fourth. That's the Sunday, October fourth, from one to three p.m. Pacific time. So most all our workshops will be from one to three p.m. on a Sunday, but they'll and they're just our goal is like every two months is what we're doing. And then in November, I think it's November, right, Elaine? The retreat is going to be on November 7th and 8th. Right. And that's a big book retreat. Yeah, sorry. It's going to be online, obviously on Zoom. I mean, unless there's some amazing miracle and we can all get together again. Uh, uh, and then even still, we might try to do like a combination. So we don't, we don't know. But for sure, we're having the Zoom one. Thank you so much, you guys. This has been a real treat for me. You made it very easy and um, thank you for being my fellows in recovery. I could not do it without you. Literally, I could not do it without you. Uh, so God bless you. And shall we uh, close with the we version of the serenity prayer? Yeah. Beautiful. So let's unmute uh, so that we can hear everybody and Laura and, uh, <laughs> and um, go ahead and, you know, remember, just say it. I mean, otherwise we'll be here forever. So keeping in mind everybody who's in and out of the rooms god god, god, god grant us serenity, serenity to accept